All right, everyone, welcome. Thank you for joining me today for the Deep Flow Plus. The plus implies a little kick, a little sweat, a little, little, uh, maybe a little increased heart rate <laughs> um, in, a, in, a, in a yummy and sexy sort of way. Um, I want you to start off seated as we get going here right now. Or, in fact, even better, just just go ahead and take any position you like to start. If you want to be on your back, if you want to be on chi- in child's pose, or if you want to ah, just take a moment to really drop in, drop. The word drop is so important. Drop is uh, has a feeling of letting go, right? And you're not... You're not fighting gravity. You're not trying to get somewhere. You know, when our constant forward motion, we can feel uprooted and we get used to that and we don't even know we're uprooted. So it's so important, these initial moments right now, to just stop and drop before we roll, before we flow. The flow is not just continuous motion. The flow is stillness in motion, which is what stillness? Stillness is presence. Stillness is sustained awareness. The watcher, the witnesser. That aspect of you that is always witnessing. Even when we're gripped and engaged in our whatever dramas or issues or frustrations we have going on, there's still in those moments a part of you that's just watching. When you're sleeping, dreaming, watching. So I want you to get in touch with this, this aspect of yourself. The stillness that is awareness. <sighs> Let the, the breath start to appear in your awareness more consciously. You've been breathing this whole time. What, what's that special thing that happens when we suddenly become conscious of the breath? Is it the same breath? Yeah, sure, of course it's the same breath. It's me. I was breathing then, I'm breathing now. But is it the same breath? Feel it. Feel the difference. I want you to just... <sighs> if I wasn't feeling my breath a moment ago and now I am, what changed? What's changing? <sighs> Good. And as I said in the last class, you know, don't get hung up on breath techniques, breath styles, you know, seconds that you count breathing in or out, let all of that go and just feel breath happening. That's it. And if you think about it, <laughs> we, like to, we like to feel like we're always in charge, right? But I dare you to stop breathing. <laughs> and you'll find out the breath is in charge. A really great way to get humble to the breath. <laughs> Try to stop breathing. Uh, exhale. If you want to feel this with me, let's do it right now. A little experiment. Just empty yourself of, of air. Exhale. All of it out. And don't breathe back in. Just hang out the tail end of that. Let the feeling build. Good. Until all you want is breath. And you can feel, you can feel how good it is. 
Oh, when that breath comes in, ah, good. So just a little easy experiment to remind us, wow, are we breathing the breath? Are we taking breath? Or is it more a matter of the breath taking us? Can we surrender to the breath? Can we open to the breath? Can we allow the breath? That's the breath. Don't worry about techniques. Just get out of the way for that inhale. Get out of the way of that exhale. Be breathed. Furthermore, by naming it inhale and exhale, which I use those words constantly, but we need to use them with, with awareness that they're not separate. So inhale, notice, yeah, it reaches a still point, but it's not a hard, fast line. It peaks, and then it becomes an exhale. Valleys. It becomes an inhale. Think of it like you're exhaling. An exhale is like you go into the, the winter solstice. The bottom of the exhale is like the winter solstice. A point in a circular motion that becomes spring as the inhale comes in. Peaks at the top of the inhale like summer solstice. A marker, but not an end point. A transitional moment as we fall back into the exhale, like the leaves falling in autumn down into the, the dead of living winter. <laughs> and we continue breathing this way. Just with the, the point is it's really about the continuity of your consciousness. If we just breathe automatically, we do an inhale, cut. Exhale, cut. Inhale, cut. We're breaking the flow with our mind automatically. So we have to really be conscious now. We're actually changing time zones right now, so to speak. <laughs> not, not East Coast to Pacific Coast, but from objectified, fragmented, linear time, which are segments and units, to the present moment, which ironically is trans-temporal, outside of that linear time. The now that is not, cannot be measured in seconds, minutes, hours. Any time unit cannot encapsulate the now. We're making a time zone shift right now. Breathing, stopping, dropping. Good. We've already been doing so much just since we started. Don't look now. But we're going through the portal. Good. Now, if you haven't already drawn yourself to a cross-legged position, I invite you now to very sweetly Gather your energies into a cross-legged position. If cross-legged doesn't feel good directly on the floor, consider propping up or sitting on the heels. And even if you don't, have, don't like any of those, sitting in a chair, you can do a lot of these opening movements from that place. Now, let's just remember that when I say breathe, we're talking about now breath, continuous breath. We're, we're practicing staying as the witness and, and really focusing on this, just like we're not chopping up the breath, we're not chopping up the poses. Every moment of movement, you could take a snapshot and it is another pose. So we're not thinking in terms of a sequence of poses. We're thinking of a continuous, morphing, living dance that if you took a photograph at any moment, you'll have another yoga pose. Think of it like that. You're never not in a yoga pose. That's going to help us break out of that clunky and rigid approach that we're all so used to in terms of our physical practices, typically. <clears throat> so from the seated position, I want you to just get in tune to the vertical for a second. When your spine is stacked very naturally upon itself, the head 
like one of those little bobbleheads that people have in their cars, <laughs> if they still do. You know, just you want your head to be just kind of nice and loose, on, like as though it's just sitting on top of your cervical spine. Your spine, meanwhile, a beautiful, beautiful column that rests upon itself. And in its verticalness, it allows us to really feel a kind of natural vitality and aliveness in the body. I just want you to feel your vertical spine and your vertical breath. Ah, good. We're going to, you know, a little, a little quicker than we did on Wednesday. We're going to just brush through the motions just to touch base here in the hips. So when we let the hands come to the floor in front of us, just even that, or if you're sitting in a chair, just leaning forward a little bit, just let your hands meet the floor. Even if you're flexible and go all the way to your face, I promise you, if you pay attention, you're already feeling something. And we want to really practice honoring the subtle sensations. That's what usually gets missed in our go, go, go approach to yoga. We're not doing that today. We're really going to feel and keep the practice going of gentleness, awareness, and subtlety. Subtlety is where it's at. That's where all the real flavors emerge. Some of you may be going to the elbows. Some of you may be going to the forehead. Somewhere in between. Wherever you are is exactly where you should be. And let those beautiful breaths caress your tissues. The posture reveals it. The breath heals it. And you're thinking of your breath as not just going into your lungs like two balloons. Your lungs are more like the gateways for the breath to flow through your whole body. So your breath is swirling in every cell of your body and cleansing and purifying and lightening yourselves. Then we're going to just travel gently to your left leg. Now remember, I speak in kind of mirror image here since you're looking at me. So I may be going over my right leg. I'll say left for you. Go over that left leg. Float over it with just, just generally speaking. If that right hip comes up a little bit, perfect. It's fine. And just adjust the intensity of that lean to really increase or decrease the massage pressure, so to speak, of that over on that right hip that you're feeling if you're over the left leg. Good. Bring some nice deep breaths into that. Good. Now, let's practice that conscious transition uh, approach that I was mentioning earlier. Just gently. We know we're going to eventually be over the right leg, but in no kind of hurry. Because we know that a conscious transition becomes so much more therapeutic than a cursory means to an end kind of transition. There are no means to an end in this practice. Every movement, every motion is an end into itself. We're hovering over that right leg, feeling that left hip opening up, just saying hello to the tissues. That breath is, a, is like a profound expression of love to your inside. I invite you to make sounds, inhaling deeply. Especially as we're getting going, practice letting out some sounds, even if they're not pretty sounds, even if they're gritty or guttural. Uh, let go of whatever you've been holding on to. Let's do a lot of the clearing out in the beginning. Let's come gently back to the middle. Every movement is a p massage. And then we're going to slowly stack that spine up to the vertical, just like we did Wednesday. Now let's slowly sweep the hands from the floor 
to straight in front of you. You want to think of your hands pouring as if out of the center of your heart. Or if your heart is the sun, your arms are the weightless rays of light beaming forward until that beaming forward rounds into a beaming upward. We're going to pause briefly here at the top and really plug into the sky. And and, and not a a, a unilateral one-way street. I want you to reach with enthusiasm, but also with receptivity as though you really are plugging into something. And that energy is pouring right into your body, just like the breath. Good time to get in touch with the pelvic floor as well, the, the mula banda, as we call it. That's the pelvic floor musculature that you can engage to just sort of get in touch with those earth energies as well. Now, let the arms continue in that circle we began at the floor in front of us to eventually arrive to the floor behind us. Now, your arms just brushing that back edge. Another massage right here, a wonderful one. goes all the way from the palms of the hands all the way up the arms, the shoulders, and the chest. And we're going to let the hands support us a short distance behind, a breath to just relax, almost collapse onto the support of the arms. A nice deep breath. (sighs) Good. The belly starts to shine. We start to bring in a nice gentle arch into the to the front of the body. This is a nice moment now. We've done some warm-up, some dropping in. This is where we say, all right, here I am. You can stay on the seat or leave the seat even and go into a pelvic thrust with the, with the belly thrust and the heart thrust and the throat opening and, and just making it really nice and full, right to your fingertips, right to your toes. Good. Even bring a smile from your heart up to your face. Nice deep breaths. You're saying, I'm here with this posture. You're saying, I choose to embody myself unapologetically, thoroughly. You know, a lot of the supplements we frantically search for and, and, and buy and, you know, constantly looking for those external supplements the whole time. You may not know it, but you're looking for the real supplement. You, your passion your vigor, your enthusiasm, your life force. That's the missing supplement directly from the source inside of you. Good. Come back to your seat. Let your hands float gently to the lap, one palm upon the other. Let the shoulders relax. Let that buzz and tingle sweetly. We're going to start earlier on this time with a twist, a gentle twist, as you tune into the axis of your spine. Really picture it, that, that line that coincides with the the spine, that vertical line. And it's around this line that we're going to very artfully, gracefully rotate those shoulders. Think of your shoulders as two planets circling around a common center axis. axis, And just gently turn to face, generally speaking, the right knee area. And I want you to start this twist with the hands resting gently on the floor in a natural, undistracting way to just zero in on the spine. We're not trying to stretch the spine. There's going to be plenty of time for that. We just want to touch the spine, kiss the spine with a very sweet rotation, which you can continue into the rotation of your head, maybe drawing your chin a little bit more closer to that right shoulder. And, And I want you to think about that nervous system like this beautiful, intricate tree that's who, whose trunk is your spine, right in your spine. And it goes right into the brain tree. So by going into the, to this rotation, it's like I want you to think of it as like turning on the lights of your tree. <sighs> Everything lighting up at the same time as it relaxes those 
fried nerve endings soothed, caressed with your breath and awareness. Good. And then gently we release from that side. Enjoy the gliding sensation through the center as your two shoulder planets dance around at their common axis called your spine facing, generally speaking, the the left knee to start or towards the left if you're not in cross-legged. And again, same idea here. It's almost like the more subtle and soft this twist, the more deeply it penetrates. We're used to thinking of, if I want to go deeper, I need to push harder. We're really going to have to deprogram from those mindsets and understand sometimes, oftentimes, gentle is what allows us deeper access access to the axis of the spine and all aspects of the body. We're so used to treating the body like an object, like gross matter, right? And so we treat it like we would treat, uh, you know, rubber or Play-Doh or, or, you know, any kind of clump of matter. Your body is not a clump of matter. Stop treating it that way. <sighs> treat your body like light. Good. Enjoy the density. Enjoy the pressure. Enjoy all of the aspects of sacred matter. We want to upgrade our concept of matter into a much more sacred living form. We're going to come gently back to the middle. Having done this, we're going to just go right into turning on some heat now. We're going to lean back just enough to unpack the legs into feet flat on the floor. Great place to start. Let's just go ahead and let the arms float right off the get-go here. Arms floating. You'll, you'll remember on Wednesday, if you were there, we started off with the arms on the legs. We're just starting off with the arms floating here. Now, in contrast to the traditional Navasana, which is very, like many yoga poses, very straight arm, straight leg, everything straight, straight, straight. I want you to kind of allow yourself more of a roundedness, even in the spine, even if the spine's subtly curved. Your arms rounded. I find this is a better way to just kind of dive into this center of your body. It's like a gravitational center that holds everything together when you get in touch with it. So I want you to picture that, like you're gathering your energy. And as you get more, as you fall in love with that sensation more, then feel free to let the feet leave the ground. If that feels good, if you try it out, not so much, come back. Try not to uh, feel like you're... (laughs) um, chickening out if you don't go for the full intensity of any given pose. Just let yourself be in a more gentle mode, or if you're feeling hungry for some heat, go for more intensity. But make sure your breath is commensurate. If you're turning up the heat, turn up the breath. Good. Just keeping it very basic today not really focusing on the details. Just let the feet land on the floor, arms to legs or hands to the floor behind you. Stillness, breath, feel it. Starting to turn up the heat. Good. Round two. 
Same idea. Arms leave the legs. It already starts to light up in the core. You begin to recline a little bit. The heat starts to turn up. You're in charge. Find the perfect amount of heat. Just enough. Not too little, not too much. Wherever you are today, whatever you feel you need. All of these postures, you have the option of being super gentle. Good. Now this time, I want you to just kind of move freely, starting with the arms. Just move your arms around. What's cool about this is it really helps us feel immediately that the orientation of the arms has a direct effect on what's happening in your tummy area, in your core. So it's a cool way to get a sense of that arm-core connection, as though your, your arms, just like we were saying earlier, an outgro outgrowth of the heart, your arms are like an extension of your core. Same with your legs. Let's try it with the legs a little bit. Get a little maybe bicycle legs or whatever feels good to you. And what's cool about this also is it allows us to have that power in the core without the tension. We just want to feel free and strong and focused at the same time. Beautiful practice for that. Now, in transition, we're going to cross the ankles, plant the hands, step one foot back, step the other foot back, and we're taking our, our nice strong core with us in a, into a plank. Now you can, if you're new to this, if you want to take it more gentle, drop to the knees. Great way to cut the, the intensity level down by a third or a half or so. <clears throat> and so whichever you choose, notice that your tummy naturally gathers the energy and tightens up just to support there in the mid area. <sighs> and your arms pressing against the earth with a kind of loving pressure against the earth. Gravity's saying, come here, and you're just saying, no, with your heart. And in that, in that playful dialogue between you and the earth, we generate this energy that becomes strength and heat and medicine. Breathe. Remember, every movement you can move about the Vicinity of the pose in every pose. Good. Just notice how I'm kind of tipping forward, back, left, and right. Good. Then we're going to gently, if you haven't already, let the knees down. Then let the elbows bend, preferably backward as opposed to outward, which is harder on the wrists. Good. And then we're going to start by reaching those legs, facing directly towards the floor. Just reach those toes and reach the crown of your head as though in opposite directions, toes back, head, crown of the head forward, but it's united. And with that energy, we're adding only a light pressure. You're not trying to peel up yet. Just a light support and help from the hands, and mostly the back, drawing the upper back and head upward just enough to feel the juiciness. And breathe with me. Good. We can let go of so much. If you've been feeling at all burdened, or you're feeling at all toxic, or feeling at all weighed down by past events, I invite you to let it all go right now. Sometimes I think that we're not afraid of how hard it will be to be free, but how easy. How easy it will be to be free of all that we've been holding on to. We think we don't want it, and yet on some level we're holding on to it. Uh, our pasts, our issues, they comfort us. Can we dare to be light? Mm. 
free. Let the hands start to press down and let's morph this cobra into our first upward dog. A beautiful pose which applies that same enthusiastic downward pressure of the arms, albeit at a slightly different angle, more down rather than forward, and engaging the musculature of the legs and the tummy and find the tilt of the head that feels good for you. The famous upward dog. Deep breath. <sighs> Wonderful. Now letting the knees drop. We're going to go into our first child pose, but savor this transition with everything you got. The breath continues to flow deeply. The heat continues to move and permeate through our bodies. We're sitting closer and closer to the heels. I'll go sideways so you kind of see the motion and the curvature of my spine. This is not a face to the floor child's pose. This is much more of a face curls in towards the, towards the knees. Even if you're a good distance away, it's not about how far your face goes. It's about this curve that we're creating in the back, which allows us after those co the cobra and the upward dog to really get a beautiful sense of squeeze in the tummy, reminiscent of our boat pose a little while ago, and an opening in the low back. Chin drawing to the chest. Arms, meanwhile, can just relax. Undistracting arms. Deep breaths. Good. Yeah, taking that heat with us now. Oops. My, my ear speaker just fell out. Hopefully we're still connected. Um, and slowly rolling up. Let the hands either rest in your lap or on the floor at your sides to re reduce the pressure on the knees. Or for those of you who are more bendy in the knees and legs, consider going back to the hands, maybe the elbows, maybe the back. Though that for this first round, we'll have more of a chance to, to get into the, this awesome aspect of the, of the legs and the thighs. But for now, we're just saying hello still, just saying hello to the, the major hot spots of the body. And these, think about just the massiveness, relatively speaking, of these muscles of the, of the legs. And we want to just fill them up like your lungs are in your legs. If you want to give a little more oomph factor, nothing like a pelvic thrust for the oomph, which turns this into a reclined Ustrasana camel pose. Deep breath. There's a smile in the heart that bubbles up like a spring and just appears on your face on its way to the sky. <sighs> Good. And then in beautiful contrast to that, we'll go into our very first downward dog, the moment we've been waiting for. As you know, I call it pyramid pose. I like the name pyramid pose because of its, it speaks to the sacred geometry of it. Let's turn those toes under in preparation for going to the feet, but take a moment now to pause. This is a prime moment to just give all of the attention to your feet right now. You can kind of press back, feel the soles of the feet opening up. Deep breath coursing through your veins. Deep breath all the way into the soles of the feet. Good. 
And this first time that we leave the knees to go into our pyramid pose, we want to slow motion it. Hit the slow motion button and don't just yank your knees off the ground unconsciously, but really feel the first millimeter or so of that transition of the knees coming off the floor because a lot happens in that moment. A lot of things engage and light up to take over from that supporting role of the knees. And then as we start to send the tailbone kind of straight up, the legs become more straight. Don't feel like you got to get them all the way straight. And then let the heels start to move towards the floor. Don't feel like they have to go all the way on to the floor. Usually my first pyramid pose tends to be knees slightly bent, heels off the floor a little bit. Just as I say hello, I, I really practice not slamming into the backs of the legs just to allow for that. And it also makes it much easier too to give your weight to the bones of your arms. Assuming you don't, you're not sliding, sometimes you can have the slippery mat effect. Hopefully you got some good grip there. And then you can just let your shoulders relax, let your head dangle. Ah, and just whew, let the backs of your, your uh, Achilles, calves, knees, hams open up just enough to feel delightful. No, no uh, harsh energies there. Good. Remember that pyramid pose, just like any pose, we can move it around. I want you to really take advantage for a moment of the incredible morphability of pyramid pose. I'm just demonstrating some, some ways that you can go. I mean, it's amazing how dynamic just being on your hands and feet at the same time can be. Good. So anytime we're in pyramid pose, downward dog, just know that it's it's a, a really fun playground and you're always free. If you like the more still postures, that's cool too. Just make sure it's the fluid kind of stillness as opposed, as opposed to the rigid kind. We're now going to begin to take our journey to the front of the mat. You can do this in a big step right up to the space between the hands. Or if it's better, you can step up, walk up, whatever feels good to you. And feet arrive together at the front of the mat here. We'll take a moment, again, bend your knees just earlier on if you like, to dangle from the waist up. Uh, one thing I've definitely learned over the years is that the simplest poses oftentimes have the most amazing effects, precisely because there's not all this distraction of trying to create and uphold this fancy pose. You can just really just let gravity do the work. And you'll notice right here as you dangle Amazing, the coverage all the way from the backs of the legs, the sacrum, the back, the arms, the neck. Just enjoy this. Nice deep breath. And the inhales come up from the earth, up through the legs. As it purifies your body, exhale out through the crown of your head, right back into the earth. You have a little circle of breath exchange with the earth here. <sighs> exhale fully. The next inhale is going to inflate you all the way up your arms inflating as your legs sacrum spine it's all inflating if it takes a couple breaths that's okay and we're going to arrive all the way up in this super elongated form which is just so nice now your one energy your one line of energy here one ray of light both reaching up to the sky with heart and soul and levity and deep into the earth with that rootsy, earthy power, both at the same time. Good. 
us humans like to divvy everything up into opposites, into either or, either up or down, either gravity or levity. But if you look at the way nature actually is, if you take the two colors on the rainbow spectrum, like red and orange, we call them two different names, but are they separate? Where is the line between orange and red? See, the universe, the reality of it is it doesn't need, one thing does not need to be separate from the other to be an individual, to be its own. Us humans are like this too. You can be your individual self and yet woven into the fabric of everything around you. Good, that's the yogic understanding. Let the arms gently fall to your sides now. Let's just feel the medicine from that. Arms tingling, body buzzing, full of life, full of light. I'll be silent. Let's breathe. Before we start to move again, just take a moment to extend your awareness beyond the confines of your skin, deep into the earth. I want you to feel like your energy goes past the floor. You don't stop at the floor. You're going past the floor into the earth. In fact, don't hold back. Go all the way to the center of the earth and connect. Same thing, other direction. Your crown of your head just gently lifting up as if to plug into the center of the universe in the sky. Mm. Every direction is the center. And with the next inhale, we're going to just surf the breath. Inhales with beaming arms sweep all the way up. And that inhale peaks at the same time that your hands, fingertips, whatever feels good, meet at the top. And then exhale, spilling into a fold. Every movement is its own reward. No movement is a means to an end. So please slow down a little bit with me. Hitting the bottom of the exhale over straight legs or bent legs. Inhale, slightly come up. Inhale to just the point where you feel your back. Squeeze a little tiny bit. And then let your hands plant on the front corners of the mat. Step your feet back one at a time to start. We're just taking it easy. Anytime we're in plank, you know you can assume you can drop to the knees. I'm leaving that to you. We're going to drop down, and we're going to either roll by staying only on the feet and hands into upward dog, or if you're on the knees, cobra is a nice place to go there too, which is not so much of an arm action as a back action. And the inhale becomes an exhale as we go into a child's pose for those of you who want to just be really mellow today. And downward dog for those of you who want to keep the heat brewing. So we're on those hands and feet. Your pyramid pose is free. We're going to hang out here for a few breaths before continuing. So even though we're in uh, one pose right now, so to speak, we're not losing the sense of the continuity and the flow. We do that by staying with the breath. Staying with the now. Never waiting. Waiting is an insult to the moment. Waiting. We, we end up waiting when we forget just how awesome the sensations we're feeling now are. If you feel bored, it's not because it's boring what we're doing. It's because the mind is desensitized. We have to resensitize 
to what's going on now, right now in the body. Good. We're going to slowly walk up to the front of the mat. Big steps, several smaller steps, just smooth as silk. And that same movement peaks with the inhale about halfway up. And spill. Exhale. Becomes inhale. Catch that next burst of hot air up to the sky. And exhale. Land. Gracefully feel that connection to the center of the earth. Center of the universe. Nice deep breath in. Exhale, relax. Less words this time. Follow my motions. Inhale, sweep. Exhale, glide, fall. You may notice the backs of your legs open up a little bit more each time. Inhale, part way up. Without separating one breath from the next, plant the hands, step back, still riding that exhale, on or off the knees, scoop, into your victorious upward dog, or cobra, exhale, by the way, if you like that heat, I like to add that little extra pump right down there into the downward dog, or child's pose if you like, relax those shoulders, keep the breath flowing, mula bandha is that pelvic floor muscle that we engage, uh, if you're not sure what I'm, which muscle I'm talking about, just think of any kind of Kegel exercise, flexion, or if you've ever had to go to the bathroom, but you've got to hold it. We, we engage this muscle. It's involved in a many number of things. But you can consciously begin to engage it, just like any other muscle. And it brings in a very unique energy into the practice. I'm not going to tell you what that is. I want you to just experiment with Mulabanda as you breathe. Good. Next inhale, a nice big step or several smaller steps that bring us feet together to the front of the mat. We glide up about halfway to the peak of the inhale. Exhale, fall. Inhale, rise, float. Good. Always abundant, yet relaxed. Inhale. Becomes, exhale, rounds into inhale, curves into exhale, plant the hands, stepping back, lowering down, becomes an inhale, nice and deep all the way to the tips of your toes, exhale, pyramid pose or child's pose. <sighs> Deep breaths here. Gently rocking, side to side perhaps, is a great thing to add to your child's pose if you happen to have chosen child's pose. Nice little side to side rock. Help open up those hips. <clears throat> All right. Then we start to emerge. If you're in a child's pose, you slowly emerge into a downward dog as we all arrive together on an exhale. Catch that next inhale, wave up to the front with a big step, several steps, maybe even a soft hop if you want to start playing with that. Inhale, becomes exhale. Turns into an inhale. And that becomes an exhale, landing on. Three beautiful 
Surya Namaskara A. I mean, sun salutations. <clears throat> the first one this is a really nice basic flow to help us get the feeling. We're going to add with a Surya Namaskara B a little bit more twists and turns here in it. So we're just feeling, taking a moment in stillness to feel the unique energy that the breath and the movement has generated in our, in our tissues. I want you to think of that as medicine, healing energy, okay? It's moving through you right now. And we're just going to keep just like a gently fanning a flame with your breath. We're like blowing on an ember in a fireplace. We're just, our breath is going to keep that ember glowing. We don't want to burn out. We just want to keep a nice warmth here. Then making sure that the feet start off together, okay, because we want the legs to bend in unison as one, almost like one big springy leg to whatever degree. If you're just getting used to this, just even a little bit is a lot of juice. If you're a little bit more familiar, there's that traditional brushing the floor with the fingertips uh, measure there of it. So wherever you are with it is perfect. We're going to swing those arms out and up just like we did in the sun. Salutation A. And then with the exhales, a simultaneously straightening of the legs and spilling over like a waterfall over a cliff. <sighs> Inhale, part way up. Exhale, plant the hands, stepping on back, hopping on back for fun if you like, lowering down into the earth. <sighs> Becomes an inhale, curving up becomes an exhale. And here's the other difference with Surya Namaskara B is we're going to choose a foot, either foot, to, to float up to the front and create a lunge format. You can do this on the back knee if you want to take a more mellow approach. Traditionally, the entire foot's on the floor, which means you bring that heel in. The toes are pointed more out. But heck, if you like to have your heel off the ground, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> Just be aware of what you like. We're going to let the hands... Float up off the ground. Nice, big sweep. Palms meet at the top. And we just, again, we're always feeling that connection. We're not at war with gravity. We're relaxed into gravity. Even as we beam to the sky, the inhale peaks up there at the top and spills into an exhale. Now in between, if you want to take it more mellow style, just go right back to a downward dog. For those of you loving the heat today, we dip, scoop, inhale in between the sides. So exhale, and then the other foot steps up as the exhale is leaving us so that we can devote a full inhale to Virabhadrasana. A, the warrior pose. The inhale becomes an exhale. The hands softly land on the floor. We're stepping on back and dropping deep into that exhale. It can be tempting to suck in that inhale quickly, but notice how I'm really making the movements kind of consistent and relatively rhythmic so we're not jerky. If you want to go into child's pose, you can always do that. Just assume that's the case. Otherwise, pyramid. Give you a break from my voice here. Just feel gravity and breath. Next exhale for you, child's posers, turn into a downward dog. And then all together now, let's slowly float up the wave that just comes and picks us up smoothly. And then just watch that wave roll away like a surfer that's going to catch the next one. 
Ah, and then inhale, sitting into the earth. Arms sweep out and up. Palms meet as we drop into it. It's called Utkatasana. It's fierce pose. Feel the fierceness in a beautiful way. Legs straighten, arms fall. That completes one cycle of Surya Namaskara B. Let's take a moment to just breathe. Wow. Do you feel that? The chi, the vitality. Hmm. Good. We're alive. Let's enjoy just one more. You know, traditionally they do five and five in Ashtanga. And I've turned it to three and two on most occasions. And you can get so much out of that combo five. So we're going to just do one more, but really with heart and soul. Sweeping the arms out and up. Palms meet up at the top. Exhale. Good. There's a, there's a value exchange in this form of yoga where I like to think, inhale part way up, that we're getting more out of less. So we're not compensating for a lack of quality by adding more numbers of things, more numbers of poses, more numbers of sun salutes. No, we can turn one sun salute into 20 and the value exchange. Exhale, downward dog. Choosing either foot to float up. It can be different than the last time. Rise on the inhale, relax into gravity, celebrate the sky. Exhale. Hands like stepping on back. Lowering into the earth. Exhale becomes an inhale. Inhale becomes an exhale as the exhale is leaving us. The other foot steps up and catch the next inhale wave. Good. Now rounded edges. Hands laid. Step on back. Deep into the earth. Becomes an inhale. Good. And pyramid. Or the sweetness of the child's pose. Breathe with me. Child's posers, ride that next exhale to downward dog. That inhale wave is already coming. Feel it, it's coming from behind and it's gonna just pick us up, carry us sweetly to the front of the mat and watch it roll away. Inhale wave, sitting into the earth, united legs, powerful legs. Let's just hang here for a moment. The hands unite. You know, traditionally there's always this flat palm thing. That's great, that's beautiful. Lately I've been doing fingertips and I really like how it feels. Just be creative. Maybe you like to intertwine the fingers, release index, or something completely different. Be creative. Honestly, I feel like we're way too hung up on doing it just one certain way. I'll let that go. And let's put things in perspective here. We're living, we're breathing, we're moving, we're feeling. That, that far outshines any little details. Good, let's let the legs... Slowly straighten, and the arms softly fall. Send them a little bit backwards if you want that extra massage stroke. Whew. I don't know about you, but I'm getting high. Hmm. We're going to hang out in the standing pose and just feel the resonant effects here before we start to spill into our next round of standing forms. Hmm.
Good. This next change seems like a minor change, but in Unam Yoga, we're always of the mindset that every change is significant. So even just separating the feet hip distance apart seems like a small change, but I want you to take a moment to appreciate it. One of the tricks I use, as you may know, imagine yourself to be much, much bigger than you normally think of yourself. Be a thousand feet tall with me. That means you just separated your feet a good couple hundred feet. Next, the hands are going to float to the hips. Anywhere your hands go, attention goes. I like to think of the hands as almost like flashlights into the body. Where your hands go, you can see into that part of your body. Just keep that in mind. If you ever got issues going on in your body, bring just a soft hand anywhere you go and breathe. And when you bring the hands to the hips, the elbows naturally sort of default to an outward pointing position. We're going to gently draw them back and towards each other, which invites um, more elongation in the front side and space in the chest and the shoulders. You want to feel that space opening up. You want the feet to slightly grip like your, your feet are taste buds and they want to taste the earth. Slightly gripping toes, legs firm up as stable, confident supports prior to a gentle pressure from behind with the hands to just offer the pelvis forward. We're first studying the legs, keeping the gaze downward or forward so that we're not distracted from what's going on down low and just get the right curvature there. Then, as you like what's happening down low, remember it's going to get intense quick here if you overkill. So err on the gentler side. You're going to start to slowly turn that gaze up. Amazing. Again, another one of those really simple poses with extremely profound effects. So you're letting the weight sink into the heels. You're turning the gaze up. It's like your head becomes the intensity dial here. So if you want to go a little bit more gentle, keep the gaze more forward. If you really want to begin to start to open up to that earth-like kundalini energy, you can turn the gaze up. But if you're going to go for it, don't fight it. Open to it. Let the shoulders relax. Let the face beam. Uh, let your heart open. Engage that mulabandha. If your body starts to tremor and shake, let it shake. It's a good sign. Assuming you're not in pain. <sighs> good. Really powerful form, this one. And then... With Mulabanda engaged and a slightly tightened tummy to help draw yourself back to a neutral stance to feel the after effects of this. Arms gently at the sides. Deep, deep breath. Sink into the earth. Let the earth nourish you. To stand on the earth is to have a relationship with the earth via the feet, via the legs. And there's an energy exchange there, there's a give and take. So we're relaxing everything that can drop, let it drop, and anything that wants to come back up from the earth. And that kind of effervescent levity that comes from relaxing in the gravity. Ah, the marriage of opposites. Hmm. Good. With the effects of each pose lingering well past the actual time frame that we're in them. We're never forgetting that. So in that sense, it's like one color blends into the next. One pose blends into the next. We're going to blend into a very simple change here, letting the knees bend. That's basically all of it. It's just let the knees bend. But the way we 
respond to that up top is quite varied. So I like to find a nice neutral middle ground, relatively speaking. Just let the knees bend. You're going to feel some lengthening in the back of the ankles. You're going to feel some flexing there in the front of the knees and the thighs. But what we want to avoid is too much drainage in the back by tilting too far forward, perhaps because we're sitting too deep, and then the low back is tightening. There's a time and place for that form. But right now, we want to keep the upper body really loose. So maybe even a few pelvic circles, hands on the hips can help with that. And you just let your pelvis tilt left, forward, right, back, reverse it, just loosen. So the idea here is to just make sure your pelvis is not stiff or rigid and therefore blocking the energy, but we're fluid so that this energy that's building up can rise. Now, I just want you to go ahead and let it just spill out of your arms in whatever direction feels like it wants to go. Straight up, back, forward, palms out, palms in, be creative. Just let your arms be an outlet and breathe with me. And the same exact energy of the pose can either make you tired, if you resist it, if you wait, if you hold your breath, if you count the seconds, where it can energize you. If you, if you really just love it, embrace it, breathe with it. It's pure energy. It's feeding you. It's purifying you. It's like a fire, a purifying fire in your body. Beautiful. We're going to slowly let the legs straighten, the arms softly fall, and let it ring. I'll be quiet. Just feel the vibrations in your tissues. Nothing fancy, but so effective, so powerful, so energizing. And each posture with a different energy, a different focal uh, areas of the body that, that are affected um, in, in certain focused ways and different kinds of energies. So we're really learning. It's like you're learning a language, the body, the body language in the sense of sensation language energy language of the body. We often think of energy as sort of disembodied, non-material, and we think of matter as sort of non-energetic. Let's end that split. Matter is energy. Energy is matter. We know this. <clears throat> but we keep acting like they're separate. So everything you feel physically, viscerally, is energetic. Let's, uh, let's not beat around the bush about it. And when we realize that, man, we're so much more empowered in our practice. So we're going to sit down into the earth just like we did last time, but we're adding a new flavor this time, and it's just for the feet. Our poor feet and take us everywhere and rarely get the, the attention, the focused attention. When you bring the heels off the ground, even just a little bit, see that whole range is an option. We want to open up the feet. And then this time, let's focus on like a, like more of like a fountain-like reach up to the sky. And just a few breaths right here. Oh, good. Utilize the energy with breath. Good. Everything's basically staying the same. We're just now elongating via straightening of the legs, staying on the balls of the feet, stiffy toes, and get as long as you ever got. And just really feel the, the playfulness, the light, lightness of this particular form. Like if you kept on reaching with even more enthusiasm, you might just leave the floor. 
Good. Good. And then the heels softly land. See if you can do that without a thud. Grace. Heels land. Arms fall too. Good. And then like you're just lazily deflating down to the earth. We're going to just let those knees bend. Keep coming down. And drop into a nice, beautiful, natural squat. Go into pitcher mode here. <clears throat> I mean, catcher. <laughs> um, <clears throat> in other words, the squat that if you had to be here for a while, what would be the most comfortable? Some of us, heels, you know, uh, are, are a natural progression of it. That's not everybody's body. So don't feel that way. If your heels don't land on the... the uh, Ground naturally, you can use your hands on the floor in front of you, even behind you. Lots of freedom, just like uh, the downward dog. Lots of freedom in the squat. Lots of wiggle room. Now, if you're comfortable there, hands are free, you can add a little more flavor by bringing the palms together. The elbows, the outer elbows, press on the inner legs here, and just a little outward pressure brings this elongation to the inner hips and thighs there, groin area. Hmm, nice deep breath. Good time to engage Mula Banda. That's the pelvic floor musculature that I was speaking of earlier. Engage it. Feel the difference. Exhale, relax it. Feel the difference. Just get a sense of how you can change the energy flow of your body through the activation and relaxation of the pelvic floor. Hmm. Good. We're going to just dabble with a pose that... that is just to play, have fun, and I strongly urge you there at home to not try to leave your feet. If you're new to this, what we want to do is bring the hands to the front corners of the mat. And see if I, see how I'm in a squat here. The front of my knees are already making soft contact with the back of my arms in the tricep area. So just even just that, staying on all fours and just bring the, bring the sacrum up to the sky. That's it. Just kind of straighten the legs and play with leaning in a little bit of the weight of the legs into the back of the arms. Don't leave the feet today. Let's just, let's just dabble with this one a little bit. Even if you have left the feet before, I'm gonna ask you to sort of start over and let's make sure we're doing it right and not sacrificing quality for quantity. In other words, jumping ahead into the arm balance version that we've seen people do before, we've really felt this. We gotta feel this. And, and there's a lot to it right here. There's a lot of medicine. Deep breathe. Good. One foot steps back, and then the other foot steps back. And again, take a nice deep inhale, or rather, let it take us. Exhale. I'm going to lower down to the ground all the way, or just hovering for a nice, beautiful inhale, upper dog scoop. And then let's all of us take a moment of rest in child's pose to just bask in that sweet energy. Try to let your elbows relax, your shoulders relax, be floppy. <sighs> Good, and as, as we sweetly transition into the next uh, standing sequence. I like to throw this in really quick. Just a nice, super simple, sweet practice that uh, I don't call cat-cow as it, they traditionally do. I call it the wave. 
I like to change a lot of the traditional names, if you haven't noticed. Um, the wave. Cat-cow, again, implies that kind of two, two, two things. This is one motion. It's one motion. So the, the simple idea of it is the belly drops and the head rises. Simple. I'll turn so you can kind of see the curve, the curve in the, in the spine there. And then the spine curves the other direction, the head drops, even drawing the chin to the chest. This would be the cat, so to speak, in the cat-cow. And this would be the cow. But what we're doing differently is just thinking of it as one continuous motion. So look how I'm, I'm beginning the motion at the tailbone. Head's still high, but the tailbone starts to drop. The, the coccyx starts to drop down and, and curve under. And that ripples up the spine until the head drops. As the head is reaching its bottom, the next wave has already started. The tailbone starts to tip up. That ripples through the spine. The head comes up. The inhale becomes an exhale as the head's reaching its peak and we're already starting the next wave. So what happens, as opposed to the two-part motion, it's just one continuous fluid motion which massages the spine and eradicates areas of tension, ossification, rigidity, but not just physically, but mentally as well. Because the, the whole psychosomatic system, which is psyche, mind, somatic body, that whole, like I keep saying, it's on, they're on the same spectrum. So as we move smoothly, we have to think smoothly. And in order to move smooth, think smoothly, we got to move smoothly. It goes hand in hand. It's not one before the other. So we're just practicing that psychosomatic fluidity. Good. And then, as you know, I like to bring in a little bit of free form for this one. So the hands and knees stay put, and then just everything else is fair game. That's basically the idea here. And you're just letting yourself move. I invite you to, to surprise yourself, <laughs> to not know what you're going to do next, which in itself is a good practice. To just, we got to move sometimes without it having a, you know, a sort of plan beforehand. Always, we're so used to feeling safe by knowing what's happening next. Can we, can we just let go of that for a moment and not know what's going to happen next? Just move. Can we let go of that, that uh, rigid kind of control that we, we like to have over ourselves and just let movement happen? What a refreshing energy that is. That's why dancing is so good. You know, to just dance, put on some music, and not know what you're going to do next. <laughs> Good. All right. Before we go into our next round of standing poses, is a moment to get our next twist. As I had promised earlier, this one's going to go a little bit deeper into the tissues. We start by letting the right hand stay planted on the earth. Then that left hand just loosely brushes up the arm right across the chest so as to remind us to rotate here first in the heart and the chest. And let that continue up the shoulder and up the arm. So we, we're, we're not distracting ourselves with the arm, but missing the twist. In fact, we can just twist and not even worry about the arm if we want. But we don't want to miss this stacking of the shoulders, which creates that rotation of the spine, which is what is so utterly delightful about this particular twist. And your arm can beam up to the sky if it feels like a distraction. You can always bring the hand to the hip or back. 
nice deep inhale, and then we answer it by going the other direction. So the hand's going to come back down as though it's going to land, but it skips its original home base and goes right underneath the space of the, of the right arm, back of the left hand, under the right arm, starts to slide, slide. Notice your left shoulder is getting closer and closer to the earth until eventually it makes contact. The shoulder makes contact, allows us to let the head softly land from there. The right hand then becomes an assistant, if you like, in generating the twist. So if, you're, if your elbow is at roughly a 90 degree angle, that right hand, as your hand's on the floor, it's a nice place to just press down and, and use that leverage ability to, whew, this is feeling really good, excuse me, <sighs> to wring out the tissues surrounding the spine. Notice where it appears for you first. Maybe some of you feel it in the low spine. Some of you feel it mid, upper, wherever you feel it first. Again, as always, is where you are supposed to feel it. So don't, don't push past one area to get to another area. We want to really honor whatever needs the attention or wherever the tension is. And deep breath. Finally, before we switch sides, you can always feel free to let that right arm play up in the sky because and amazingly, the arm is not separate from the spine. So as you change the direction of your reach, you can actually change the nature of the twist itself, just in terms of how it feels. So explore, always breathing. Good. And a slow unwind. That right hand is going to land back on the floor. We're sliding that left arm out in slow motion. The movement out of the pose is like the harvest of all the goodies that we allowed to grow within the pose. Good. We come back to that all fours. Just free form it a little bit so to uh, clean the palate, as it were. Good. Left hand becomes that pillar in the tripod base. Right hand brushes up the left arm across the chest. Open up the faucet at the heart before expecting the water to flow through the arms. that wave down. That right arm is going to skip its original home base, slide underneath the left arm, back of the hand meets the floor. Now you're going into a twist well before your shoulder even lands. Remember to feel the subtle things instead of slamming into the edge, waiting till the volume is cranked to 11 before you notice it. Notice it at one and two and three. Let the head relax. And again, always with sensitivity, with care, with love, add a little torque, a little pressure, with the hand if, if desired, or give it some free play up in the sky. Oh, I just got a good one. I, I like to advocate to not try to crack your back, but if it happens, wonderful. But we can, we can in, a, in the um, attempt to get a crack, we can oftentimes, you know, force past something that doesn't want to be forced. So try to let go of that idea that crack equals good automatically. But when a, when a pop or crack happens, naturally, just because you're loving up on your body, then you know that's a good thing. I'm going to let the, the left hand's coming back down to the earth, the right arm. He's going to slide out. We're harvesting, taking our time, no hurry. Often at this point, the knees are saying, okay, I need a break. So we're going to turn it into a pyramid pose. <clears throat> 
which is perfect because this is going to be our launch pad for our next uh, little sequence of poses, one that I absolutely love. It always takes on a little bit of a different uh, flow each time. So let's see what happens today. Right foot's going to come to the middle to create a, a new tripod, right? So the, just bringing that foot a little more center to create a kind of isosceles between the two hands and the right foot. Oh, I'm going to switch right foot <laughs> and then bring that right foot or the left foot off the ground. Start by bending the leg is a great way to start and just play with that or even just just letting it hang low. We want to make sure this feels really good. Minimal exertion in our self-supporting. You want to use rely on your bones as much as possible. And then with a bent leg, start to let it float upward. Oh, yeah. Until you feel things starting to light up. Then only then if it's not overwhelming, Imagine, you, the, you know, the, the, the force of a fire hose. Your belly is where all that water is coming from. Go ahead and turn up the fire hose to full blast. That's your, your left leg in this case. Reaching through the heels, reaching through the toes, whatever feels best. Good. And then we're going to float that leg up to the front. And that back heel off the floor or on the floor, whatever feels better. I personally like the heel on the floor because it allows you to give more weight to that back leg upon rising. Now, typically this is seen as a transitory moment and no, no one really stops here as far as I know, but I like to stop right here. With the support of your hands, you've got this amazing opportunity to kind of just acquaint yourself with the lunge formation a little bit more um, intimately and play with the lunge, the distance of the feet, all that stuff. And the moment that the hands leave the floor is a magical moment. We want to slow it down, really feel it. Study how we're using the bones of the legs in an almost half-arch formation for that left leg. And the muscles aren't the major part of the work. The muscles are more of the reinforcements. The bones are the strength as we come up. And you'll notice as your torso rises to a more vertical, then more support gets transferred naturally to that back leg. That right leg is like a pillar of support. And you just, this is relaxed, trust it. There's a little flexion in that leg to just keep it sturdy, but you're relaxing on it. We wanna feel like we're, again, we're just chilling on this foundation. We're not tensed up, right? Relax, drop, trust your bones. Your bones are like the stones of the earth continuing through your body. So you can make that connection and let your muscles relax for the most part. Arms drop. And then that hot air starts to rise again. However you do this, guys, outward, forward, backward, whatever. Just let your arms float up until first we're just letting them fly. We're not reaching them really hard. We're not, you know, keeping them floppy or lazy. We're just, just nice, vibrant reach. Full to the brim but relaxed, shoulders relaxed, get some breathing room in your neck and your shoulder area. And then if you wanna unite them, palms together, intertwined fingers, fingertips as I've been enjoying lately, something feels really uh, tantalizing to me about the fingertip connection in this way. <clears throat> so you're just connecting those two sides, deep breathing. Enjoy, even in the stillness, we are fluid. Next exhale, the arms will just fall on that same breath. 
Next motion, very simple one, that left hip rotates back. And in that rotation, you're changing the pelvis from facing forward to facing your, to your left, rather right. <laughs> um, and then glance down to see if that left leg is angled inward. We don't want that. We want to, again, utilize the bones intelligently to support so we can just really rest on it. Now, I find this already starts to make all kinds of great things happen in the hips and the sacrum. Just feel that for a moment. Arms relaxed, undistracted. <sighs> Good. As a, as a general practice, let yourself discover how one thing feels before adding the next thing. Simple, just what's going on? Good, you got a handle on that. You got a sense of that. Then consider growing the arms. And in a way, as always, consciously sourcing your reach at the source. Let the arms grow out, again, as if weightless. The way that you reach. If you go hinge style, because we're taught that the arms are connected to the, the, <laughs> the torso like that, you're creating all this tension. You don't have hinges. Your shoulders are not hinges. They're windows. Let the, let the wind flow through the window. Good. Bright, lively fingers. Notice palms down tends to be the default. What about palms up? What about alternating back palm up, front palm down? Change them. It's amazing how dynamic it can be. Turn the palms away and just let, imagine you can shoot energy out the center of your palms and just go for that. Good. Then that front leg starts to straighten. That's all that's happening. Just the front leg straightening. Big change. It's a really big change. It slowly, it becomes less about the muscle support and really entirely about bone support. Sometimes the stance feels too wide. You can just shorten it a little bit. You want to feel relaxed. Your left foot is pointed directly towards the front of the mat. Your right foot roughly at a 45. Your pelvis facing between the two feet, sort of straight ahead. So your pelvis becomes sort of flat and in line with the, the front foot. Hands come to the hips just to feel and bring the focus in that area. Notice right now, just by having that right foot rotated as it is relative to the leg and the hip, you're going to be feeling already things going on in that right hip. You don't even have to do anything else. Just, just feel this. <sighs> Good. If you're feeling like, yeah, I think I want to go deeper into that, well, just tip a little bit. Keeping both legs straight, just notice how I'm just basically, it's almost like you could just press into that hip with your hand and that creates the motion we're after here. So you're increasing the massage pressure on what's already happening in your hip and there's no need to slam it. This is another one of those postures where people get so hung up on getting their hand to their foot that they miss the whole point. And it's this, it's just, you don't, you don't have to get your hand to your foot at all. Just hang out up here. Notice you may feel it down the, the inner stripe of that, that groin muscle that continues down to what's called pe it's a uh, or it translates to du duck's foot. It's a meeting place of three muscles, three major leg muscles that meet right there in the knee. You can feel that, that band of tissue perhaps. Notice what you're feeling. There's even a little bit of a twist quality to this. You can bring that right hand on the, on the hip there. Or if you like to go traditional kind of trikonasana, which means triangle pose, the, the left hand just falls where it falls. The right hand beams up to the sky. 
And you're just going to hang here for a couple more breaths and just feel it. Always responding to the, the present moment. Maybe your body says come deeper. Maybe your body says back off. Good. Today, as I'm sure the time is probably just flying by faster than I realized, we're going to just go ahead and call that one side and, and, and brush that right arm across the ceiling and then forward until we take a moment to just drape over that front leg. Even if the knee bends a little bit, I don't want you to strain that back of the leg, but if the leg can stay straight, this can be a really wonderful sensation of just deeply opening up that front leg which should be your left if I haven't confused you <laughs> with my sides. I'm still getting back into the swing of this. <sighs> Good. Then that front leg begins to bend. As that leg begins to bend, it becomes more feasible to take over with the hands, arms. Once the arms and hands take over, that foot steps back. We arrive conveniently in an upward, uh, rather a... Um, plank pose and you can drop to the knees or go right back to a child's pose or if you like come with me on an exhale dip and scoop inhale up exhale back retreat back to a child's pose all of us and let's just absorb oh goodness <laughs> Yep, the time is definitely flying way faster than I thought. So we're going to do the other side and then bring it home with some with some uh, sweet floor postures and call it a day for today. Hmm. So slowly emerging from the child's pose, turning the toes under, the knees leave the ground, the heels approach the floor, the backs of the legs begin to open. Enjoy all of that. And then bring now the left foot to the center, right? Am I getting it mixed up? Yeah, left foot to the center, right leg bends and floats up to the sky like we discussed last time. You can keep that leg bent. Really, we, if, you're, if your foundation is not happy, you're not going to like to reach that leg, let alone hang it over. We really want to make sure that the foundation is really mostly bone support so you can relax and let that, last, that back leg, the left leg bend if it needs to. Also, just make sure you're happy at the base and then you can turn up the fire hose to full blast if that suits you today. Nice deep breath. As we float that foot forward, hang out a few moments there as we bring that right heel or left heel to the floor um, and support of the hands. Explore a little bit. Study the motion in slow motion as the hands leave the ground. The muscles of that front leg sort of squeeze in to hold that beautiful bone strength arch in place as we rise up with ease. We feel about half of our weight spill up and over into the back leg, that pillar. Lean on it and relax. Shoulders relaxed. Heart open. Belly open. Throat open. Face relaxed. Deep inhale, land on the earth, and grow your reach.
softly fall down to your sides. Left hip rotates back. Enjoy this motion. It's a really wonderful motion. <sighs> Good. Now we've got this same lunge formation, but a whole different effect in the hips. Take a moment to appreciate it, enjoy it. Before you start your reach, feel the place that both of your arms are born, where both of your arms originate, somewhere in that heart region. And the reach starts as if right from the heart, it picks up at the shoulders, the upper arms, the elbows, the forearms, right through the wrists, hands, fingertips, and beyond. And you remember the options from last time. Just play around. Design your own warrior two pose, also known as Vira Bhadrasana. B. We want to think a little bit about what the form invokes, you know, in terms of body language, body word, right? We say warrior. Why do we name these poses? They capture a certain energy. So if the word warrior speaks to you, what is a warrior? That, that, that unwavering focus of advancement that will not be stopped. Find your warrior. Find that, that energy in you that is unstoppable, the charioteer energy. Embody that. Let the, don't just let the posture be an empty shell, a shape that you're holding up in a contrived way. Make it real. Embody it. Fill it up. Be what the posture asks for. Good. Then that right leg begins to straighten, just like before, which is a huge transition. It's leaving a, the leg as a whole focal area of the musculature now deep into that hip joint. You can feel that. Remember, permission to stay right where you are and, and hang out with something gentler and more subtle rather than going and piling on more to deal with. It's, every posture, as we discussed last time, starts with a thought. And even at the thought, your body sees that thought and feels that thought and responds instantaneously. So picture tipping over that, that right leg. How, how does your body respond? Does it say, yeah? You'll start to learn the, the difference when your body says, eh, I don't think so, stay where you are, versus, yeah, yeah, come in, come in. And if it's saying, come in, go, but go gently. Always a dialogue. You want to treat your body almost like it were how you would treat another person. Funny how we can treat other people with respect, but we can beat ourselves up. You know Why? Because oh, it's just me. No, it's not just you. Your body is sacred. Be kind. Good. Remember the arms can stay in the hips or express into... Uh, it's, it's kind of got that star pose quality, and as such... Each of the limbs represents a ray of light, like always originating at that common center. <sighs> so a posture is not a collection of limbs doing different things. It's one unified expression, right? That's, that's what we're practicing. And then the fingertips are brushing the ceiling and forward. And then over the leg, we drape ourselves sweetly. Good, that right leg can bend or stay straight, however feels best. I really had it in my mind that we were going to uh, make it through some more standing postures, but I want to honor the time. And we will be doing this every week, which I'm so excited about. So we'll have plenty of time to try different flows, different sequences. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
And also, I want you to think, you know, in that value exchange sort of way, what is one yoga practice worth when done with presence, awareness, joy, celebration, versus one done by rote, mechanical, uh, objectifying yoga, versus one, just one practice done the way we're doing it can last a month. Plant those hands, step on back, let alone a week or a few days if you're coming every class. Hold the earth at arm's length with me with, for one more time, a nice deep inhale. Feel love for the earth. She's given you everything. Drop down to the earth. One last victorious and hopefully smiley upward dog. Very nice. Good. Now you can go back to a child's pose to really just wind it down, or if you like, downward dog. One big sweep inhale up with one of your legs, either leg. Let's just go with whichever one you feel like today. Slide that knee forward, which you can also do right from child's pose. Just pick a knee, slide forward. And now we branch off here, depending on the receptivity of our hips. So some of us need to just stay right here, and that's totally, totally fine. As long as you're feeling some openings in knees, hips, you got it. That's the medicine right there. Some of us are more bendy in the hips. I'm somewhere in between. You can kind of like go on the side of the leg if you want to go more intense in the hip opener. Take a moment to inhale, drop, and just melt right on over that leg. Down to the elbows, maybe all the way down to the forehead. <laughs> There's just something about this one. I was talking about excavating like an archaeological dig done with supreme care. And as we go into the hips, we go into the earth, we go into the deep, the deep spaces there. Our bodies, recorders of our whole life, our genetics, recorders of history, human history and beyond. When we go into the body, we go into an incredible reservoir of memory. We're so used to dissecting the body with an objectified, uh, objectifying lens. We, we treat the body as though it were a machine, like one of our creations. Meanwhile, the body was never put together the way we put our little devices together. Our body grew in a much different zone, and just like everything in nature. It was never put together. Then what? Then what was it? It was, a, it was an evolutionary process and a dialogue with everything else, everything. Hmm. We're going to back away, nice and slow. Every movement is part of the evolutionary process. You're participating in it right now. Let's move on out of that, that uh, pigeon pose, back to a downward dog. Send the other leg up if you want to do that, or go back to child's pose in between. Send that knee through onto the shin, or more of the side of the leg with the support of the hands, a nice deep breath. And melt to your happy place. <laughs> and just resting on the elbows or hands or forehead. <clears throat> you are inside of this vessel. Really fathom that for a moment. Imagine if you had the opportunity to 
to know what somebody else was feeling, to jump into their body, so to speak, and to know what they were feeling. You would probably be like, wow, for your partner, for your lover, for your for whomever to just understand what it feels like in their body. Well, guess what? That's the access that you have to your body. And most of us take that for granted, and it's important to just pause and go, wow, I'm inside of this incredibly deep vessel. And if we let go of those rigid ideas of five foot this and however many inches or a hundred and however many pounds or whatever measurements we overlay on these bodies and just close your eyes right now with me and feel your body as a vast inner space that really can't be measured, can't be contained, can't be dissected, objectified. Your body is not a machine. So why do we always use machine minds to try and relate to them, to understand them? We've got to get out of the machine logic if you want to experience the body that is beyond the machine. If you want to experience nature firsthand, nature isn't outside those doors. Nature is right inside of you. Are you being natural in your thinking, in your minding? We're going to ease on out, bring it full circle now as we swing that back leg around. We arrive right where we started, <laughs> smack on the dot. This is just like when we did in-person classes, no matter how hard I tried. We didn't get the Shavasana, shavasana till the hour. <clears throat> so I would like to just let you do that now. Since you guys are all in your spaces, I invite you to do a Shavasana, to, to take a moment to to lie down. And in fact, I will... I will um, narrate you into a shavasana if you like, and then I will say ta-ta for now. <sighs> so let yourself lie down. And completely let go. If you feel the need for any other... Um, touching into any other areas, going into a twist or, or self-hug asana, I call it, where you take your legs and hug them, you know, anything like that, or an inversion, you want to do a shoulder stand, anything. I thought I was going to have time for that today. So just know that you can do that. But in the meantime, I just want you to, to, to really let go now, drop into the earth. Think about what we've said today. <sighs> you're, you're not a machine. You're not an object. You're not a clump of matter. That is all a mindset that we have. We've been so conditioned. And what, the thing about humans is we take the, the ideologies and mindsets that, that have conditioned us as gospel. We do that automatically and we realize we, and we lean on these ideas and these understandings and these assumptions about our bodies, about the world around us, about everything, about ourselves. We take them as though they're just irrefutable fact. But I I promise you, if you step back, you'll realize that so much of what we assume is the matter of fact has been nothing more than an inherited thought form, belief system. And these are often objectifying and limiting and old as the hills. And if you want to have freshness in your life, freshness in your body, you can't go around. You can't, there's no shortcuts, there's no bypasses to what I'm telling you right now. You can't avoid the mind can't avoid minding your mind. 
There's no amount of breathing. There's no amount of yoga. There's no amount of seated meditation. There's no amount of supplements that are going to do it for you. What I'm talking about is the ultimate supplement. Mind your minding. Step out of it and, and really tap that deeper intelligence that we all have, that deeper level of reason that can see hmm, that, that so much of what we believe and have adopted as truth are not actually grounded in, in sense and sanity. Reality, truth. Hmm. That's the first call of yoga, and that's what I'm inviting you guys to do with me as we continue this journey. So resting, letting go, really, they call it shavasana, means corpse pose. Now, corpse can sound morbid, but taken in this higher sense, die before you die, die to be born again. I invite you to really let go in your shavasana today, really give yourself to the earth, let go of all of the power trips and the control trips that we hold on to in our fear and anxiety and trust. Let go. Allow. Hmm. Good. This is not the yoga practice ending. This is the yoga practice just beginning. So thank you so much for joining me. Please stay in your Shavasana as long as you can. The luxury of doing this from your home space. I don't have to kick you out of the studio. You just... If you fall into a deep rest and nap, do it. Enjoy it. And I'm so glad you joined me. I really am hoping that it's, everything's been working the whole time. And uh, remember that the, the, the class will be up shortly to watch again. And we will be back again on Wednesday, next Wednesday at 9.30 Pacific time. Hope to see you all there. Many blessings. Much love. Namaste.